Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's edition of the Chapter by Chapter podcast for The Shadow Rising. I'm your host, Will. With me, like always, is my good friend and co-host, Steve. Hello. How are you, Will? I am good. I'm. It's a little smoky. It is, isn't it? I just poked my head outside, and I... Uh... I uh, took a big inhale of a, of a bunch of black smoke. Yep. Like I was on Lost, yeah, oh. right? But it had a more satisfying <laughs> ending, even though I am actually satisfied yeah. with the ending of Lost. It's just a fucking joke, everyone. Yeah. Lost is pretty good. <laughs> you know, um, kind of. I, I I was thinking <laughs> about this earlier today. Now you got you got to tell me if this is insensitive or not because I can't I can't tell honestly. Almost surely it is. Almost surely it is. But uh, for those who don't know about Alberta, for the last, like, I don't know, 10 years-ish, our summers are always kind of, like, plagued for a couple of months, maybe a month, uh, with smoke. It's been just kind of, like, an ongoing thing for... Has it only been for 10 years or so? I, I've only lived here about 10 years. So yeah. I don't know. I can't speak to it before. Yeah. Uh, before that, I th- I do think it, it may have happened like once or twice when I was younger, but not nearly as much as it happens now. Now, now in the last like three years, it's like summer, like you have three weeks of sun and then it's smoke season, you know? Yeah. For like six weeks. <laughs> it's tough. And there, there's a lot of other places that for surely get this too. Anywhere that BC, lives of course. next to somewhere really hot with a lot of trees, right? Like, Anywhere near California. I mean, California is just Mordor at certain times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, mixing that dry climate with just like r- relentless heat, you're gonna get you're gonna get sparks. Um, the the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I was watching newscasts on like how the Canadian wildfires are affecting people on the East Coast, and I'm getting you know, I feel bad, but I I was watching people. So like it's it really they were like it really sucks like I have I have asthma and like I couldn't go outside for my normal run now it's a part of me was just kind of like yeah yeah oh it sucks now doesn't it you know what I mean does that does is that insensitive is that insensitive yes yes it is <laughs> they have medical conditions and you know doesn't your don't you have asthma or your fiance has asthma uh no no your, your no, cat no. has asthma maybe the cat I'm not entirely sure. You all act like you do, though. So that's an excuse not to go outside. I understand. I'm not. Look, I'm not questioning your motives. I'm just saying that you shouldn't be going after our East Coasters out there. It's true. It's true. It just because they've got a little asthma and they cannot breathe, they went to the doctor and they gave me one of these. That is a very deep reference that no one, absolutely no one, is going to get. I'm not getting. I'm not getting that reference either. But that's okay. Tyler would get it. Yeah, of course. And he was like, and he's he's already mentioned on your other show that he stopped listening to our podcast, so it's completely wasted. He'll be back. But he, <laughs> we'll bring him it back. It wasn't because of us. He said he didn't like the wheel time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's a it's a win. It's you know it's you know. Whatever. 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 Uh, okay. I apologize, everybody. Yeah, the smoke sucks. It's smoky right now. But other than that, I am good. We are diving into chapter 34 today. 34. He who comes with the dawn. He who comes with the golden dawn. Ooh. Alistair Crowley. Fuck that fucking Black Sabbath version. I got my own version. It goes like this. Crowley. Uh, okay man let's talk a little bit about this chapter uh i'm 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 unhappy i'm unhappy right now yeah this is the thing right we were riding high we should have learned our lesson yeah we were having fun there was lots of good good fantasy action going on and now 
you know, depending on your taste in fantasy action, I'm not going to say this is bad, but it sure is confusing. Yeah. This fucking, the, the, the IEL, I love the IEL, but we spend more and more time with the IEL, and it's just a thousand crazy names. It's so and many all these names. Prophecies. Prophecies. Spells. I don't, people I just and don't history. know what they're talking about ever. It really, really takes me out of the. It takes me out of the story when, like, we were just going on a rock and roll adventure with well, Perrin there, like in the wolf pack. It's ironic. Ugh. It's ironic, isn't it? Because really, they're fleshing more things out here, and a lot of the time, the IEL do give us this other perspective and this um, knowledge of a different side of history that we haven't seen from anyone else. So we do get a lot of um, new information from them quite often, but it is just bogged down by so much confusion so much so much exposition <laughs> and just words all the names words that just like block you from understanding so i went because of this chapter i had to go to like i had to go down like a wikipedia dive and just kind of like get a feel for what's more or less going on here and what really comes to mind what really like is the es- essence of this chapter is that Rand is confirmed once again, like yet again, that he's the chosen one. He's got new tattoos to show. Well, him. yeah, and that he's Aiel. This is like the real confirmation that he's Aiel. Real confirmation. If but surprising, if you haven't watched the show, surprisingly, which is like enough, he's not Aiel from his mom's side. His mom is actually from the Wetlands or the Westlands. You know, she came into the Threefold Land through like the, uh, the recommendation of an Aes Sedai named Geriatric Carter, or I don't know where her name was. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Giatra Moroso. Yeah, what did I say? I, it was similar. It was close. <laughs> so she's not Aiel. She was t- told to go to the uh, to to the wastelands to join the Aiel, become a maiden of the spear to avoid some sort of conflict in the future. His dad is the one that's actually Aiel, uh, a man named. Uh, Jan Duin. Pump up the jam. Pump up the jam. Jan Duin. Very, very common Aiel name. Uh... <laughs> pump up the jam. Pump up the jam. <laughs> it's pump up the jam, not pump up the jam. <laughs> so, safe to say the show took a completely different route with Rand's parentage. Well, we don't know. We don't know yet. We got the we got the scene of... But she's a, she's a spear maiden, his mom. Yeah, but that's that was also... Uh, mentioned in this chapter that he allowed her to be a spear, like the the husband allowed her to be a spear maiden. He bent the rules for her, leading to her death. And then he was all sad, depressed about it. And then he died in another battle later on. Mm. Right. This is all like this is all like what um, I think Ruark is telling her or telling Rand at the end of the uh, at the end of the chapter here. So that's those that's pretty big family repu- family information for Rand, but Rand even kind of goes in as far to think like, but is this even relevant for me right now? Like, yeah, I, and I, it's fulfilling the prophecy, but like, like you said, like a, a couple chapters ago, Rand's on the path right now where like nothing's gonna stop him, and I think even like both Robert Jordan and Rand the character like know this, <laughs> so. Rand is even like, I guess it doesn't really matter because it already like, like I can't miss these people because I don't know them. I can access their memories like I, like Paul Atreides and fucking Dune. 
A lot of Dune parallels in this one, in this chapter. A lot of Dune parallels. With the IEL culture in general, with the whole, like, genetic, or, like, yeah, that genetic memory thing with uh, Rand going through Rudy and going through that crystal terra. And the water, and the giving of water thing. Absolutely. Heavily, heavily, heavily on on Dune there. And that's probably intentional, you know, like, wearing the inspiration on his sleeve a little bit. I mean, Dune is such a huge... Yeah, it is a huge it thing is. and it's so influential across so many boards and but it's also at the same time like the perfect the it fits the the hero story really really well and it's so malleable in like a thousand different ways that if you pull certain elements of dune it's still like complicated and weird enough to be original but not so original that if you read dune you know what's going on does that make sense i feel like I'm there's rambling. a lot of yeah because there's a lot of people that just won't read dune yeah for the complexity it's itself. insane. <laughs> but, you know, of course, now things have changed. We got Zendaya. She's out there in the sand. Yep. You know? <laughs> we got Timmy, Sha- Timmy Sh- Chalet. Yes. Whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. They, Swiss Chalet. The heir of the proud Swiss Chalet fortune. Dune's fucking cool now, man. Dune's out there. Dune's out there. I think Wheel Time... I think there's still space. It could get there. We don't know. We just got to see how season two plays out, how it shakes out. Yeah. We'll see how we it don't plays. know. Uh, there's a couple other things that are worth mentioning here. We talked about the Rand's parentage. Uh, Matt is like full on can speak like old tongue. He's Manetri. like, yeah, he's just like speaking in tongues. Well, not in tongues, but old tongues. Well, when we and, hear uh, like Aiel say like a weird word or something like that, he's like nodding off. Into, he's like in the corner nodding to himself. He's like, I got that. Like word. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a great one where he says they they say he translate translates it to uh, golden bowl. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, I got one of those. <laughs> Are you saying that as I that? got a big old golden bowl <laughs> where I do my brown Asia business? Oh, buzzing! Uh, so that's kind of cool. Matt's like he's he's become. Th- uh, m- I think more in tune with his past than ever before. Yet he doesn't have. I think. I think when he was like with the elf and the fox guy and the thing, he was getting like way more memories of Menethrin and stuff like that. But like all of those chapters, like I know it was only like a week or so ago, they're all just like like blur to me now. Like I don't. I didn't understand it I then. <laughs> I was not a in a good it's headspace. A, we, it's weird too because you think like taking your time the way we do in reading these books that you really would get. A better understanding but you don't in fact like you, it makes it a lot harder to ever know what's happening and uh you know are you talking are you talking about me specifically or just no us? both like both of us both just of us. like yeah, yeah just just the nature of this um some certain things stick and then some things don't you some know sometimes don't. it's just a shitty monday and that chapter is a pile of shit and it's gone. And it's gone. But, like, look, man, that's why we're not just the book <laughs> podcast. We're a life podcast. All right? Ups and Aren't downs. We? Ebbs and flows. Side to side. Side to side. Serpentine <laughs> like a snake. <laughs> snaky folk. And nobody's ever a gonna... snaky folk, you know? Yeah, yeah. So uh, we've got that. Uh, <laughs> there's this whole bit about, you know, when Rand and Matt come back, uh, Egwene was there, and she's like, dude, that was, like, that was seven days and Rand in his head. And I've done this before. It's like, you realize you've been doing something for way too long. And then it cuts into all the other plans that you've had that night. It's like when you slept, <laughs> that slept through that. Rand is very concerned about time and the pat and 
how his time is spent in this chapter. Absolutely. I mean, you know, at, at the end, he's happy that he's freed up a day and, you know, he's thinking about, oh, fuck, I've lost seven days. He's like, I had a lot of shit I had to do. Yeah. I had to plan against the Forsaken. I got like other things to do. Like I got to record. I had to feed my friend's dog. I, oh. I have to. I have a podcast to record. <laughs> I'm. I'm behind. I need like. I need to record like seven <laughs> podcasts. Now. One for every day. Who would do such a thing? <laughs> oh, and that chicken definitely went bad that I have in the fridge. <laughs> oh shit! Now I have bad chicken in my fridge. As soon as I heard him do that, I just immediately thought of me, and especially earlier this week when you slept in, and I got mad, and I was like, "You're just cutting into my time, bro. Cutting into my time." I didn't sleep in. I slept out. Okay. Oh, right. We don't need to get into what that means, but I'd rather not either. For the record, I was sleeping out. Yeah. Um. Okay. There is one character Completely that nude. Are you done? How's it going? <laughs> Uh, there is one more character here that I think is actually worth mentioning. So, um, Cooladin, uh, Cool Dan, Cool, cool Dan. Oh, I like that much better. Cool, so, Cool Dan. Um, <laughs> I've done that like five times this season. Every time you're like, "Ooh, good." good. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, I don't have time for memory anymore. All right, every every episode's you fresh. You. Every episode's you, fresh to me. You know what? You know what, buddy? You got a couple more years, right? And then the big 3-0 rolls around, right? And then things start to change. And all of a sudden, it's not that you don't have time for memory. You just don't have it. So you start fighting to get it back. You better, like, you got two more years to squeeze out as many podcast shows as you can out of me and make this into a full-time job. Or else by the time 30 comes around, I'm, I'm, I don't have, I don't have space for this anymore. You'll be revitalized. <laughs> you'll be so desperate to cling on to anything by 30 that you'll probably have five more podcasts. That's how I got these ones. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, so, Cool Dan. And so, are you aware that Cool Dan is Muradin, Muradin's brother? Like, they're related? Yeah, I picked up on that. Okay, I did not know that at all. So, that's, so Cool Dan in, in this chapter, like, shows up and he's like, where's my brother? And he's like... Muradin. Mur, uh, and yeah, he's gone. And they were like, you killed him. And there's a little bit of uh, kerfuffle there. And, but they But Robert Jordan spends enough time here angering cool dan enough and then having a few other characters pick up on this so i think cool dan might not be so cool dan cool going into all. the future <laughs> well he's not keeping a cool head that's for sure he's not keeping a cool head i mean he did lose his brother so i gotta give him a little bit of understanding and it's not nah. like his brother went away peacefully like we watch him just disintegrate and pull his eyes out of his skull <laughs> like you know these things happen though it's just like it's yeah, like the ending you know. it's like the ending of raiders of the lost arc where they're all just, where you're just like <laughs> <"Nah!"> <laughs> faces melted off i melting rams like ooh wow oof that's rough for that guy yeah well uh, oof you know thursdays am i right <laughs> well <laughs> See you later. Uh, finally, at the end of this chapter, we have Avienda and Moraine finally come back, and both are still naked, and they just kind of like walk in <laughs> on Matt and Rand. And Matt, like I, the way the, the scene plays out of my head is like uh, they've been gone for seven days. Yeah, and there is earlier in the chapter they express concern that they're probably not coming back now because it's been so long. Yeah, right. So they come back, and it's it's a nice surprise for everyone even though it's not a fucking surprise at all but are we supposed to believe that they've been naked for these seven days i don't fucking know man (laughs) 
But like, you need to be naked to travel this way. Well, that's the thing. Is so like maybe <clears throat> I guess they probably suited up once they were there. I was thinking about this. Yeah, like you could probably once you get into Rudion, I think the rule like the rules are because they they made the exception for Rand because they went with no weapons to Rudion and then they come back and Rand's got this cool sword. Uh, Matt's got this like staff sword thing and they're like what the fuck like especially Cooldan. Cooldan's like yo you can't go with weapons he's like I didn't mofo I got this while I was this there This isn't a weapon this is a stick with a knife attached to the end <laughs> I don't it's not a weapon it was a stick <laughs> and a cooking knife <laughs> Look closely dude it's a butter knife I didn't have anything else it's more like a walking stick than anything So Avienda and Marine like to your point if they got to Rudion then they could have they could have like found some garments, put it on. Yeah, they probably threw something on. It would be ridiculous if they were naked the whole time. But t- it, it is kind of funny when they appear at the end, and and the boys are like, it's just like, oh, there they are, hmm, naked again. Hmm, yes, of course, really, no surprise. <laughs> they're like, it's almost like hello. They're it's like they're both trying to make it not weird for. <laughs> it's like they're trying to like act cool with each other, but they're both like extremely uncomfortable. It's just crazy how much these characters are seeing each other naked, especially all of these, like, grown women, wizards and warriors and shit. I mean, Rand has dreams, like, all the time of them naked. (laughs) Which, but, you know, they're these, like, three 15-year-old boys, so it's just, like, sure. I don't know if it's needed in the story, but it is in there. And uh, it's just, you know, it's just an interesting direction, really. (laughs) It's just... I guess. It's a choice. (laughs) I mean, it is hot. It's hot. It's hot out there. Lots of sand. Lots of sand between your toes. So, like, if someone was like, "You can teleport right now, but you got to strip down," I would already be. I would already be naked, and I'd be like, "Where are we going?" Yeah, I don't think I even have to tell you twice. And then there's this whole thing in this chapter with like uh, in the dreams, and um, we got like they want to have like a dream meeting with the wise ones. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a uh, Ru- Ruark. Ruark is the one who says that they should uh, ask the wise ones to visit the clan chiefs in their dreams and summon them to Al-Kerdal. Yeah. And and then they're like, they don't really want to do it, but Rand's like, you guys should totally do it. And then they're like, all right, I guess. But like, okay, this is another thing. It's just like, I don't understand. Why why are they doing this again? Like, why do they have to go talk to more wise ones? Oh, I guess to announce that he's the the one that came with Dawn. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they, yeah, they want to get all the clan chiefs together, right? Yeah. So they can talk about, you know. Next steps. Next steps. You know? <laughs> this guy, <laughs> this guy, he's the one with Don. Uh, what do we do? What do we do now? What do we do now? Does anybody have a book? Next steps here. <laughs> um, and there's a couple of things, uh, a couple of points in this chapter where, Ma- where Rand like we've heard it in a, a previous chapter with Rand where he might have to destroy the IEL people in some way. Yeah. And he kind of keeps like thinking back to that. He's like, Oh man, I might have to kill all these people. I'm going to have to kill all these people. So what do you guys want to do? You want to play volleyball? <laughs> I mean, that goes back to the whole like doom thing. Doesn't it? Like Paul takes his mission. Dragon ball. And yeah, he takes Paul takes his dragon ball. He says, this is between y'all. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> So, you know what I mean? Like, Paul, he realizes that to achieve world peace, he the world, the entire universe is going to go through, like, a horrible period of time where he's, like, almost worse than Hitler. 
You know, and we see that in Dude Messiah. Like he's count, he's got like a head count of how many people he's killed, and he's like up there. Depends on how you look at it, really. Yeah, yeah. He's it's an astronomical he's space amount. Hitler for sure. Absolutely, and I wonder if this is gonna go the way for Rand. Like he's like, I'm gonna have to do something like I do, terrible. I do, I do think so. Yeah, I do think so. I have to just wipe out. I do think we're eventually people. getting. You know, I'm gonna go back to some of the predictions I made in some of these these earlier books of that we are going to follow a Star Wars like trajectory here. You know, mm. where we're going to see Rand turn to the dark side, right? Maybe a little Anakin Skywalker style. Maybe he'll be rolling around in the grass, right? With a Gwen laughing or Elaine, right? On Naboo. Get his hand chopped off, right? That's very important to the process. Maybe get all the rest of his limbs chopped off and then get a robot suit. I like it. Do you ever think about how Anakin Skywalker got his hand chopped off, right? And then he got a robot hand. Yeah. And then he later gets both his legs and his other hand chopped off, but not his robot one. It's like, man, if you could, if you were going to chop any of my arms off, like, why didn't you just, like, leave me with the one arm? Yeah, like, yeah. You leave him with a robot arm. Well, maybe having uh, maybe having two human hands is too it's powerful. Pre- it's just pretty fucking savage on the part of fucking Obi-Wan. Yeah, he just, he butchers them. <laughs> grills him up like a steak this isn't a star wars podcast i mean no it should be so it should be that's everything i have on this episode man <laughs> everything that I, I worth talking about to me well it does have a fun ending where rand they're, they're sort of like what are we gonna do Rand? what are you gonna do next and he goes i'm going to break the rules yeah banana Bad to the bone, <laughs> ran to the bone. Oh, it's like what the fuck is that supposed to mean? It, it's so reminiscent of that uh, Game of Thrones episode where it ended, where it's like zoomed in on Daenerys's face, and she's like, "I'm going to break the wheel." Yeah, but you know, it turns out that was a fucking lie. So, <laughs> <laughs> big wheel. I think the 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 thesis of that entire series. I think is we should do big wheel keeps on turning. That big wheel keeps on a turn. <laughs> Jon Snow spinoff series coming this fall, maybe. Soon. Get ready. He's going to do all sorts of things yeah. behind that wall. You've never seen him behind the wall before. Yeah. Well, not like this, right? Even though he spent seasons up there, we're going to do a whole new show. You've never... got to do something. You've never seen anything like this before. We uh We really should do, like on our Patreon, a coverage of the final season of Game of Thrones and just that. That's not a bad idea. That isn't a bad idea. <laughs> like, fuck all the other seasons, you know. Let's, season one to four, just really good. Yeah, let's just... You know, maybe we, uh, I did like Game of Thrones quite a bit. It's really unfortunate. I know, I know, I know. But I like Those this idea of just doing the last season, just, like, get right to the meat of it, where it all fell apart. I mean, it fell apart a couple seasons before. It fell apart in, like, season five, yeah. even season four-ish, depending on who you ask, but... yeah. Once those sand snakes get in there, once Dorne comes into play, and then they just, like, kill everyone in Dorne, you're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) What? So this place doesn't matter at all. Don't worry about it. Well, thank you for listening to today's episode, Chapter 34 of The Shadow Rising. Go ahead and give us a follow on the social medias at Chapter by Chapter Podcast, or if you'd be so inclined, please go leave us a review on whatever podcast medium you are listening to this on it uh means a lot and uh, will really help the show going forward we will see you back here tomorrow for chapter 35 sharp lessons
Hello, everybody. It is your pal Will. You know why I'm here. I'm here doing this at the end of every episode. So let's 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 just go ahead and do it. All right. Degree for win. Nick Corn, Big Cheese da Daddy, and Hilder. Whew. Thank you guys. Thank you. We salute you for how much you guys do to support this show. It is so important to us uh, that we hold you guys on as fans, and we appreciate every second that you guys stay on the Patreon. If you guys listening right now want to be like them and you want to support this show, join the Patreon. It's super easy. We get a weekly bonus podcast. We're covering Mistborn now, so that's kind of cool. Uh, the Patreon is supposed to be kind of like a like a ideas ground, and we're going to be doing some more stuff on it, hopefully sooner rather than later. So if you guys like uh, like, like listening to us, even if it's just like, oh, I'll give this guy these guys $1 a month, head over to the Patreon, find the tier that works for you, and uh, get a weekly bonus podcast out of it. Thank you guys so much. You hear from us tomorrow. <laughs>